From the Mount Smart faithful to the bandwagon supporters and everyone in between, we share a special bond. The Warriors. And who better to talk about the team we love than a bunch of nobodies? Let's go, because this is Warriors Anonymous. Kia ora, everybody. Welcome to Warriors Anonymous. This is episode 19 for the season 2022 and quite a momentous day, to be honest. Uh, my name is Jared Cronin. And let's bring in the boys because we've got a little bit of a celebration going on and we'll tell you why. First of all, we've got Daniel Fadakura. Hey, bro. What's up, Fano? How are we all? Bro, we're, we're good. Especially good at Warriors Anonymous, which is weird because we're fans of the Warriors and not much is going right. But we've also got <laughs> Isaac Soss, bro. Speaking of not much going right, how was your weekend, Isaac Soss? <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll discuss the Taupo fiasco later. But <laughs> The Taupo fiasco. I don't know if I can relive it again. <laughs> oh man, he's got a story to tell. Um, as has uh, this man, Monita Sauce, who uh, the last time we spoke to you, bro, it was before you went on a railroad trip and also um, you got sick as well. So, bro, what's, yeah. what's been going on? Oh, a lot. A lot's been going on. But we've got 500 members. So that's a good thing. <laughs> Yeehaw! 500 members today. What a momentous occasion. Yeah, I saw the uh, the 500th member come through and I thought, oh, I'll see if I can uh, announce it to you boys on the podcast. But eagle-eyed Moneta was all over it. He was like, boys, Ooh. have a look. <laughs> so, um, no, really cool. Um, just want to say a uh, massive, you know, thank you to everyone who has joined this little uh, fun podcast and, and you know, Facebook group as well. And thanks for jumping on. Um, Marlon Wilson-Tate was the uh, 500th Warriors Anonymous member. So, bro, thank you. Oh, nice. Welcome to you and welcome well to everybody who has uh, joined up. Welcome aboard. That's it. It's gonna be, uh, ooh, it's gonna be bumpy. Did he read the fine print? Did he read the fine print? Where if he doesn't like it, then uh, he could leave and don't let the door smack him on the ass. <laughs> we don't like it. <laughs> nah, no kidding, bro. That's not this page. That's, That's right, bro. It's a hundred percent satisfaction here, at least uh, a little bit more Guaranteed. than uh, the unfortunate um, dying restaurant in Topol, which is uh, unfortunately shut down. <laughs> Isaac Soss will tell you more about that later on, but. Um, Boys. <laughs> I do I do think we had to make a, a shout out, me personally, uh, Jared, for making all of this happen in terms of the podcast. You put a lot of work behind this. So um, those members listening, I, I sort of say, Jared, for making this magic and doing the admin and, and all this stuff and bringing it together and getting in the guests. Yeah, this podcast wouldn't be it without you. So shout out. <laughs> oh, you bye. I'm I'm un, I'm a bit uncomfortable with praise, but um, thank you, bro. Thanks so much. Um, All good. Some real good stuff as well. I saw you posted up on Facebook, and there's been some really good, you know, really good feedback on there from you know some of the guys saying it's a really positive page, respectful, knowledgeable. <laughs> Who would have thought we were any of these things? Um, but no, no, really, really cool um, to you know to feel the support from everyone, um, and you know, and, and um, yeah, I think. You know, we're just we're just kind of scratching the surface, aren't we? But um, but really cool to celebrate where we've where we've come to, and um, yeah, see see what happens from here, bro. <laughs> um, actually, before we even get into discussing the game against Parramatta, which we were defeated twenty eight to eighteen, we're going to talk about something that happened during the game. We're going to do the short ball segment because we're going to describe <laughs> one of the high points of the season, which was Mathelo Montoya's epic hit on King Gutho. We're going to be describing that moment. <laughs> As an 80s movie. <laughs> oh, yes. So, yes. So we'll, 
We'll start with uh, we'll go with Mr. Legs. We'll start with you, Monitor. What eighties movie would you use to describe that particular hit? <laughs> I instantly think of Jean Claude Van Damme, uh, Double Impact. <laughs> it was. It really was. You can see Gutho yeah. was reeling from it. Yeah, I like that. Isaac, your movie, please. Uh, I think my movie was Aliens. Uh, one particular scene. I can't remember the name of the character, but he's like talking to Ripley, and then the alien. The big queen mother alien just stabs him right through the gut, and then he starts going, "Yeah!" <laughs> like, like a pretty intense moment. But that was Gutho, and that made me feel really good. <laughs> We're gonna take the small victories, oh. don't we? Because yeah, he's sadistic. But <laughs> oh. what's your movie, bro? Well, I was trying to Google it before, but when I saw him throw up and you said 80s movie, all I can remember is a scene in a movie where a kid by the name of Lardass Hogan. <laughs> And stand by me. Basically, he goes to like a blueberry eating contest. They he drinks this cod liver oil. He eats so much blueberry pie, and then he ends up barfing all over everyone. And then the whole place turns into a buff buffarama, as 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 it's coined. So, um, stand by me. Nice, bro. That's a good one. You've just reminded me of a scene. I think it might have been. It was a, definitely a Chevy Chase Chevy Chase movie. I think it might have been one of the National Lampoons, like. Funny Farm or something like classic, that. Classic, classic. And he, he goes into a bar and eats all of these things and he sets an, an eating record similar to what you just mentioned. Uh, but he didn't actually know what he was eating at that time. So he ate all these things, broke the record, uh, and then they told him he was eating um, sheep's balls. So, um, oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, Rocky Mountain Oysters. <laughs> Oysters. That's what it is. Rocky Mountain Oysters. But they started revising Rocky. the total because he started That's losing a, a few of them. But... Um, Anyways. Can I just change my one? Because you guys have reminded me, I think the perfect scene for me is actually from Commando, is when um, you know Arnie froze the pipe and he says, <laughs> you need to let us some steam, Bennett. <laughs> and so that reminds me. <laughs> Very good. You need to let us some steam, Gotham. <laughs> I can imagine Monty saying that too. Come on, Gotham. Let's party. <laughs> actually, before we even get into the para game, let's just do a, a little quick wrap of the... Um, the epic origin game three that happened last week because we didn't talk about it. Oh, oh, we were all talking oh, about homecoming oh, oh. and all that sort of stuff that we skipped past origin because we were like, nah, we're going to talk Warriors. But how good was that game? Oh, it was uh, origin at its finest, followed the traditional origin, like good origin pattern with the added spice of two aspects, the added spice of like three players out in the first five minutes which is all kind of friendly fire, right? Like it wasn't any malice, but it was just dudes going so hard that they were bumping into each other and a bit of friendly fire. Obviously the the stink they had as well, the blue. But yeah, all too familiar pattern of a Queensland come from behind victory against the odds just followed that pattern. So yeah, Origin's back, man. It was it awesome. Was awesome. Uh, Moneta, you must have been pretty happy about the result. I, I didn't actually... Watch it because I actually thought New South Wales were probably going to win after the shellacking <laughs> in the second game. But, and plus, I was I was pretty tired and I was still kind of getting a bit over my sickness. But from the highlights, from what I saw, it looked like a traditional back in the day origin game, and I felt gutted to miss out on that. It sounded like Queensland really dug in deep, and uh, considering the depleted side. Yeah, I'm, you know, it, it just showed the class at Queensland. Hey, but it doesn't take away from the fact that I don't think New South Wales don't have class. I think they just had an off day. But it was a great game. I definitely agree that it was like a throwback. Uh, I was talking to the wife as the game started and she said, oh, what's your favourite Origin game or series? And at that point I was like, oh, look, 
thinking back to like 1994, back when the Blues had a stunning victory and it was, you know, like that intense and just, you know, fierce, fierce rivalry. And then by the end of the game, last Wednesday, I was like, actually, that's now my new favourite um, origin game. And that's saying a lot because, you know, I was cheering for the Blues. Um, but Isaac, bro, what did you make of, uh, of that epic encounter? Yeah, throwback's probably one of the better descriptors for that game, eh? Yeah, just the intensity from the very beginning and just showing exactly what Origin means to them as players. I mean, it's kind of been lacking that level of intensity for quite a while now. So to see it and bring back a lot of good memories from, you know, the younger days of watching Origin and what you remember Origin being, that's what made it really good. But Queensland are just too good. They just get up for those moments, eh? And they get up at the right times and those sort of pressure situations and you kind of got to wonder what New South Wales got to do to bottle that sort of um, mentality up for themselves. It is such a hard place to win a Suncorp, especially in a decider. Uh, even going into that game, I actually felt, despite everything, that Queensland deserved to be favourites for it and unfortunately that turned out to be the case. But yeah, you were right, bro. It was uh, You were getting kind of throwbacks eh, to the the old tennis courts up at Onslow College back in, you know, like 1995. <laughs> We'd play our, uh, you know, like sort of 18 on 18 games eh, and, and pick our sides and all uh, all got very intense. But uh, <laughs> I'd love to see us try that now, by the way. That would be uh, that would be very interesting. <laughs> yeah, but it's just oh, hurt his I'm shoulder. Sure I've, I've pulled a calf just mentioning it. Um, <laughs> it would only last five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on to uh, on to other matters. Uh, the Warriors last Friday they were defeated by the Eels, twenty eight to eighteen. It was the fiftieth game, fiftieth NRL game for Adam Pompey and Chanel Harris Tavita, our guy, uh, as well. You and Aitken brought up his one hundred fiftieth game. So let's start with you, Isaac. Uh, what did you like about what we put in against the Eels? That first 20, 30 minutes of defense was really good, and we kept ourselves in the game. And I thought we threw a few more shots in that first half than I thought we had in most games for this season. I think Sean Johnson looks like he's getting some form back, even though he threw that intercept that really hurt. At least he was trying it on and he was attacking the line. He just pushed too far into the line to throw that intercept. But there was a lot of good signs. I mean, they faded and they came back and you kind of get used to that with the Warriors. But I think there's a, a few good things happening from you know what you could see in the game. I didn't think we were like completely out of it either towards the end even. Yeah, Para, uh, they're really a, a team that, you know, they get a bit of momentum and they can just pile a few tries on you. And, and they've done it to good teams as well um, so far this year. So no shame in what we put forward. Moneta, what was your major sort of disappointment from what effort we put in on Friday? I actually wasn't that disappointed with the effort. I think we had lapses during certain periods of the game, but uh, I actually wasn't disappointed. Like you said, I, I saw improvement. And uh, going to Parramatta to play against them in their home ground is always going to be tough, but uh, I thought we showed a bit more resilience. So I actually didn't come away as disappointed as I thought I would be. And from some of the comments I saw, <laughs> Warriors Anonymous, but I think we're improving, so that's a good sign. I'll have you know we're one of the most uh, fair and balanced uh, Facebook pages around for the, uh, the Warriors there, <laughs> Moneta. So uh, now I, I actually, I, there was one thing I was slightly disappointed with. Surprise, surprise. The oh, bench. Yeah. What the hell are we doing with Freddie Lussick? We oh, brought him yeah, on with like 10 yeah, minutes to go. It was, uh, I don't understand. I don't understand what we're doing. But um, but uh, you made mention of something that was really good, especially towards the end, and that was watching big sample of the Murchie running nice lines yeah. off um, Sean Johnson's right shoulder. Yeah, like I mean... I don't know. Obviously, Curran and Johnson don't have the chemistry. They showed it a few weeks ago when they had a bit of a 
set two. But all season, it's either Sean can't get the back row into space or the back row can't find the space uh, or the line to run or the correct line to run. So, I mean, it's a combination of things. So actually seeing that happen, because really that should be an attacking outlet because you are running a back rower uh, typically up against a, a half. So it was nice to see that. And, and actually, Murchie, to his credit, he can run those lines, right? We've seen seen them do that off other playmakers too. So I quite like that. I love Curran. He was doing really well at 13, but we've got this kind of, and you know, we've got Jazz to fit in there as well, who's been doing really well. Um, obviously, we've got Tohu too. So that was pleasing. But I just wanted to also say, like, I guess like the boys said, I, I thought scoreline aside and, you know, bits and pieces, I think we actually played decent football. Continuation from the Tigers game. The Tigers were very different. They were shit and we were up super emotionally high. But yeah, I thought it was good steps. But what really, really annoyed me was Walsh, Reese Walsh. Just the carefree, I'm playing reserve grade, I'll just do what I want to do attitude and just made mistakes, poor timing, just thought oh, I'll just kick it here and see what happens. You know, things like that. Just just played like a, a player that really doesn't give a shit. Or I just wanted to just chance it and be a bit risky. And, and yeah, I think at crucial times, those mistakes cost us. So. Seeing as a bit of a Lorenzo Lamas, renegade. To that Josh Curran point about him playing on the edge, do you put him back at 13 and put Tavanga in his super sub role where, you know, he's been bench player of the year, what was it, three years ago? I like Tavanga coming off the bench with 10 minutes to go in the first half. Bit of footwork, bit of energy. Because I think him starting at lock, he's just a mid. He's just busting it up in the middle. He's not really putting too much footwork on. He's playing more like a prop than he is a ball playing 13 or like making something happen. I think he can play in the middle at prop when he's coming on. And he even said that like, you know, the first 20 minutes he the sting gets out of the game and then, then he can find his base as well. It comes with high energy. It's a bit of a problem of riches, right? I think they're all decent in that 13 role, but I think Curran's best football this season has been at 13. And I think he's just going to get a little bit lost and not lost, but underutilized on the edge. And yeah, and I guess if Murchie's going to step into that role as well, agree. I think Aitken, just for now, really, is a lock there as well for us. Just super reliable. So. Yeah, it's um, it's a good point, man. Getting him back there now. Just before we uh, started the podcast this evening, Isaac mentioned to us a little story about a lot of disappointment <laughs> at a uh, particular restaurant uh, that he went to in Topol, which is uh, actually as of uh, Monday, the eighteenth of July, now permanently closed. So, just on that theme of disappointment, <laughs> fellas, we've got to talk about uh, the commentary because I didn't understand what people were talking about oh. some in Aussie. So I had all the Fox commentators talking to me. But guys, break it down. What happened with the uh, the Sky commentary? What was happening there? <laughs> oh, man. Like, if you close your eyes, it could be like Barakad Cup from 2000, you know, with Dale Husband. Is it Dale Husband? Dale Husband. I mean, yeah. he's hearty and all, uh, but. Yeah, yeah. Mate, we bring back Blocker. Oh, no, it wasn't. Where's McInnes? You know? I heard that they were lacking a bit oh, of energy because yeah. they were clearly in a studio just locked away and they lost a lot of the, <laughs> you know, the real essence of the game. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember oh, Ray Warren talking about how he used the crowd. Like he'd leave a window open in his commentary box to be able to just like hear what the crowd's doing and then just basically ride the wave of whatever they're giving him. 
So yeah, poor old Sky, I guess they uh, they gave it a try. But he uh, hit up hit up our boy Frank and <laughs> see what was going on. Was it Frank? Yeah, Frank's from Sky Sport Now. And that's the problem because oh, I mean, personally I had the I've got the Sky Sport Now app. There's no audio selection, not that I'm aware yep. of. Oh. But yep, uh, there wasn't stuck. Right. Yeah. There was I a, tried everything I could yeah. to change the commentary and I couldn't do it. No, it's just getting on my nerves. I was the same. It was like they were watching a game I, on Facebook Live. I was the same. And trying to commentate on it. It was just really bad. Oh. Like, yeah, we might need to just hit oh, up man. Sky and say, hey, guys, let's get a uh, Warriors Anonymous um, alternative commentary here for the people because, you know, we're a fair and balanced <laughs> podcast. They're knowledgeable as well. Um, so, anyways, um, <laughs> 500 members. How good is that? I'm just, uh, I'm just so happy. Speaking of happiness, uh, we're going to take a little break now. But when we come back in a moment, we're going to be looking forward to the Canberra Fader, uh, Raiders game, which is coming up <laughs> next week, uh, with one of the uh, the biggest Raiders fans and also a, a good friend of the podcast. Also happens to be my brother-in-law as well. Uh, we're going to be talking to Dolly <laughs> Fonua, um, and uh, he's going to give us some, <laughs> uh, some awesome insights to uh, you know what we can expect from the Raiders next week. So uh, awesome to get his thoughts in a couple of moments right here on Warriors Anonymous. Woo! <laughs> All right, welcome back to Warriors Anonymous, the 500th member edition, because we've just, just today, this afternoon, we've crossed the uh, 500 member mark on our uh, on our little Facebook group, so uh, we're feeling a little bit happy. Also, to make us a little bit happy, we've got a, a special guest who is, uh, well, he's coming to bring us a, a Canberra Raiders perspective from the Raiders side because we're going to be playing against the Raiders uh, this coming week. So it's a pleasure to welcome along uh, my brother-in-law, friend of the podcast, Canberra Raiders fan, Dolly Fanoa. Welcome along, bro. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Ready to get some uh, some huge questions fired your way, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, man. Hey, guys, thanks for um, having me on this podcast, man. Uh, I really enjoy listening to you guys. Uh, the, you know, when, when G said, mate, we want you on the podcast, I thought to myself, I'm a superstar now, bro. <laughs> you made it. You made it. Really. You made you know, it. Man. For the 500th member yeah, edition. That's, it, bro. that's right. I mean, like, a special, yeah, special man. edition. Bro, um, you'll know uh, from being a, a good listener of the podcast, uh, we do the Say My Name, Say My Name segment. Yes. So I've spoken with you at length uh, about your troubles growing up yeah. uh, with people saying your name wrong. So, bro, I'm going to lead you in with how the, uh, the Aussie League commentators would say your name. Yep. And, uh, bro, I'll get you to, to correct it. Give us the correct pronunciation of your full name. Yeah, well. So the, uh, the Aussie commentators would call you Tuli Fanua. <laughs> And that's that's pretty close, yeah, man. But I am Tonga, so we with our T's, we know we like to throw them D's on it, you know. So it's uh, D's, Dooley, Dooley, uh, and last name is Fonua. Dooley, yeah, yeah, that's it, man. So Dooley is actually short for Sandy Dooley, which in English is Century. You're not going to give us your full full name, (laughs) (laughs) man. My brother was named John. And I got the name Sima Falelotu Senduri Fonua. I was like, what the? <laughs> yeah. Awesome, brother. You must be you must be special compared to your brother. <laughs> That's what I like to think. That's what I like to think. <laughs> no, I know how that feels. My family is all like Asian names. Manera, Aisha, Zaki, Ivan. And then there's the whitest guy named ever, Isaac. 
<laughs> oh, I thought you said whitest name ever. I thought you were going to be called Steve. <laughs> Might as well have been. Steve Sauce. Hey, hey Steve. Steve. It's like the, hey, Steve. like the old um, Sri Lankan cricket team, eh? And you got all the awesome names and you got Russell Arnold. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 That's it. Wickramasinghe, Gurusinghe, Hathurasinghe, and then Arnold. <laughs> Yeah. By oh, the way, Steve. we love Steve's uh, if you have any uh, members by the name of Steve. So. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. And shout out to Steve. Shout out Steve. Steve. Very. Dolly, thanks for uh, for coming on board, bro, and um, you know sharing a few things with us that you know we can't see because we are just blatantly one-eyed Warriors fans. We try to True be that. fair and balanced, despite getting good feedback that we are. Pretty fair and balanced and respectful. Some of us like the Sharks as well. <laughs> yeah, that's Buddha's second favorite team, bro. Like, lead us in to how your how your faders have been going lately, mate. Our faders, we just had a brilliant win on the weekend, man, against the bloody Storm. Chirp. You know, man, and they had their big guns Chirp. too. So, I'm I'm feeling pretty chirpy about that. You know, I think uh, that wind. I'm hoping will get us up to you know give you guys a good hiding this weekend. Uh, <laughs> hey, 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 hey! You know, man. Uh, <laughs> I think you know. I, I think for us readers and that we, we've had some tough losses. Eh? You know, man, during the year. I think our round eight loss to to the Warriors was was definitely one of those big losses. One point. Ah. I thought we had that game in the bag. Courtesy of uh, Lay Down yeah. Lodge with his... Uh... <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> I, I have to admit, Dolly, um, my favourite moments of seeing the Raiders lose is seeing Ricky Stewart go off. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He's brilliant, though, eh? Like, you know, I, I love it when he breaks a chair. Yeah. Or the chair goes <laughs> flying. You know, yeah. man, it just shows his passion. No chair is safe. Shows his passion. He's still got the good kicking game. Eh? <laughs> but I, I, I like this um, at the end of the St. George game, when we lost to St. George, and he was like, the refs are going to give us an apology. They're going to give us an apology. I was like, this guy's our man, bro. Get that apology, boy. Get that apology. Oh, He's, he's deeply passionate about the Raiders, eh? He's he's a legend of our team. And how how bad calls like do you guys get as you know as Raiders fans? Like you obviously you'd know a bit about the bad calls the Warriors get. Yeah, well obviously how, we, how how bad are the Raiders? Obviously, you know they love us a little bit more than they love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so so just, just, just a, a touch, touch, mate. But yeah, man, it just seems like whenever <laughs> we play these Sydney teams, hey, we just don't get that rub of the green, eh? Hey, you know. Just it's, it seems like we have to, you know, try and work a little bit harder. But you know, it is what it is. We're not these uh, glamour teams. But um, what can you do? Man? You got to be hurting from um, was it a couple of years ago in the grand six final? Again. The six, the, the six oh, again call that wasn't yeah. given. Oh. Yeah, I mean, that producer Matt loves that. But like, well, he's a Roosters fan. <laughs> the, the one that really hurt was when we charged the ball down and it hit their water boy. Yeah. And then it was their ball again. I was like, how does this happen, bro? <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, that did hurt. But you know what, man? It was nice to see us in the grand final league. No one, no one ever remembers second place unless you're second place. So, yeah. <laughs> I think I think for that particular season they do because Jack Whiten was, like, man of the match, right? Like, he, he was awesome, yeah, man. Wow. And, like, very rarely a man of the match goes to the losing team of a GFA. Yeah. So. Yeah, look, we were humming that year, eh, man. I think, you know, our, our backs were just 
firing on all cylinders that year, right? Eh? And then, you know, Joshua Pali, I mean, Papali'i, he was, there you go. There yeah, you go. man, he was, <laughs> he was our go-to guy that year, right? Eh? That try against the, the Rabbitohs when he came up like a tummy yeah. far after he scored that, I was like, <laughs> this guy, let's go. Did he have the mullet then? He had the, he had the mullet, mullet too, bro. I was like, whoop. <laughs> What was the name of that Pommy dude playing in the second row who was just carving it out? Was it John Bateman? John Bateman, yeah. yeah. He was a gun. Yeah. He could do everything, that yeah, guy. Yeah, he was talented. Yeah, man. Yeah. He was a gun player, man. We were all sad to lose that guy after that year. He was about 48 kgs. I don't know how <laughs> he did what he did. He was tough, He man. was a he was tough player, man. The English boys that have come over to our team, they've been amazing, eh? They've been really great, man. Mm. So great additions to us. Eh? So hopefully we can get more English players coming over and, and give them an opportunity eh, to play in the NRL. Do you think they play so well because they don't have to adjust to like a climate change? It's just exactly the same as back home. <laughs> <laughs> probably, very probably, eh? you know. Um, and I, I think in terms of the media and that kind of thing, it's not as big down in Canberra, you know. So I think that's you know, pretty much what they kind of experienced back in back in England as well. Yeah, but when you come to Sydney, man, media's in your face, man. They grind <laughs> you down, eh? Whether you're on top or on the bottom, bro, they get you, eh? I've been to, was it, uh, Canberra Gay and uh, the Viking Club. Do you, do you like that stuff? Do you oh, love the man, Viking I love Club? It. I love it, eh, bro? I love a good Viking <laughs> Club, bro. The old horn in the beginning, mate, you know? <laughs> it's just, uh, the, the, the thing is, like, you got to win when you do gimmicks like that, eh, bro? You know? Yeah. <laughs> or us. They, they have some rabid fans, that's all I can say. Yeah, <laughs> who's, been, who's been mocking it? What, what team's been mocking it the most? There's been a couple dude, of teams there. Penrith. Been Penrith. Oh. We played Penrith and Penrith. Penrith yeah. oh. And, um, oh, dude, was. we started losing, mate. And then they started liking, clapping us, bro. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> was it the same game when um, Crichton jumped all yeah. over Tarpon yeah, there? You know, and he's just coming on yeah, the side. Man. Yeah, I geez, know, awesome. man. I was like, Tappany, just punch him, bro. Just get a red card. Just, you know, just knock him out, bro. But yeah, yeah, that was that game. That was, oh, man, that was a tough game, man. Should have played the Origin rules. Yeah, no way, man. Oh, don't bring up Origin, please. It's <laughs> oh. right, bro. It's been a, been a tough week for a few fans. Yeah. <laughs> kind of answered some of the questions already in regards to how they yeah. travel. Yeah, look, we're, we're traveling all right, bro. I'll, I'll, I think our last seven games, uh, we only played two top eight teams, eh? So, yeah, man. I'm hoping we'll smash everyone that's below us on the table. So, so you rank the chances <laughs> of them getting to the top 12 quite high. <laughs> yeah, oh man. Top, top um, eight, top eight, sorry. Top eight, yeah. I was thinking, yeah. I was thinking of the Warriors being 12. <laughs> top 12. Yeah, top that's 12. what we're aiming top for, bro. We don't, we, don't call it bottom, we don't call it bottom eight. We call it top 12. We call it base camp. <laughs> That's a good one, mate. I'm gonna remember that when we're down in the uh, category, bro. <laughs> top, 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 top fifteen. That's what we are. Top yeah, well, you, you guys are in yeah. the mix, man. Like you've, uh, what you got? You're up to tenth spot now. Yeah, you've man. won eight and lost nine, yeah. so you you're almost at that, you know, fifty percent threshold. Yeah. If you get a couple more wins and, and sort of stay ahead of that pace, bro, you'd be looking good to get into the eight. Yeah, man. Like I said, man. Like we've only got like two top ten. Top eight teams um, in our, on our road to the finals. Eh? A lot of the other teams, like the Rabbitohs, the Roosters, Dragons, 
they're facing about four to five mm. top eight teams. Eh? Mm. So hopefully they lose a few games and you know we win all of ours and we're in the ship, baby. <laughs> Isaac's got the next one. I do. You're you're thinking about the dawn is dark and the darkest dawn. Eh? <laughs> the darkest dawn. <laughs> the dawn is dark as the dawn. You know that warrior's mentality where you're waiting for that sun to rise, but the dawn is dark and the darkest dawn. <laughs> we need like the Batman theme in the background while I put a scene. The dawn is dark. <laughs> The dawn is dark and the dark is That was gold, boy. That was gold, bro. On that note, on that note, let's go back to the uh, Canberra Raiders losing uh, a great player, I think, but the Warriors gaining another great player in uh, CNK. How do you uh, think that's going to affect the Raiders losing CNK? Oh, man. This guy was an awesome player. Any chance, eh? Far out, man. What a what a great player he was, eh, man. I think he was one of our main players in the grand final. Yeah, look, it's gonna be sad to leave him, eh? Um, uh, for for him to leave us, because I, I think he was just a really great link player for us. I, like I kind of saw him as our kind of RTS in our team, eh, man. He had agility, footwork, pace, and he was a hearty runner too, eh? So I, I think we, yeah, we're gonna miss him. But we we got some young guns coming up, man, like that Schiller and also um, uh, Xavier Savage. Yeah, he's he looks gun too, way eh, man. But look, man, I'm I'm happy for Chance, eh, man, to to go back to New Zealand and and be with his family. I think, you know, for a lot of these players, family comes first, day. Eh? So, you know, uh, and I think for him, he's originally a Warriors boy, yeah. So. Mm. I hope he comes back and puts that pride back in that jersey and, and goes hard for the Warriors. Eh? Yeah, I think he's going to be a great nice. addition to you guys. Learning all of that stuff from the Raiders, all that knowledge, hopefully he can pass it on <laughs> to you guys. How to kick a chair. Yeah. Get you guys just above that yeah. top 12, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I think um, what yeah. was really nice is if you see a lot of the posts from Raiders supporters, I, I just saw couple of articles and just overwhelmingly like really positive posts from yeah. fans saying Chan's awesome, did a great job. Thanks for being a reader. Exactly. I think it's like a mark of a, how a yeah, player is at a club. A, eh? yeah, no, one's, no one's saying, uh, don't let the doll hit you in the ass. <laughs> no one's saying that from the Raiders fans. Eh? <laughs> yeah, bro, you, you won't hear that eh? about that dude. Um, yeah, man, he's carried did, himself. Do they not have a Raiders till I die uh, Facebook page? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, he's he's gonna be definitely missed by us. Eh? Yeah, we're pretty happy to get him back. Though I agree, it'll be a good add to the Warriors next year. But uh, you know, with us being all Warriors day oneers, what made you a uh, Canberra Raiders day oneer? What, what what was the attraction there, dude? I, I think when I was growing up in that day, eh, when at the age of like five, seven, eight, nine, the Canberra Raiders were winning. You know what I mean? Everyone loves a winner, mate. And I was like, I'm jumping on this bandwagon, bro. And yeah, man, I, I like the green color. I like the nickname, Green Machine. Mm. And uh, bro, they had some awesome players, eh? Mel Meninga, Laurie Daly, Brett Mullins, you know. Ken Nagus. Ken Nagus. <laughs> Bradley Clyde. Bradley Clyde. No, yeah, exactly. Ruben Wookie. 
No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, uh, we had we had some. Todd, the best nose oh, no. in the business. Hey, bro, the Jerry Curl, Mr. Jerry Curl. <laughs> he, he was, all, he was all good, bro. But yeah, man, like like having watching those guys. Hey, oh, man, I, I love that era of rugby. Eh? And yeah, so I just stuck with them, man. You know. And then when the Warriors came out in '95, I I thought about it, and then I said, nah. <laughs> Like, nah. Oh, these guys are stink. <laughs> I was like, man, nah, I'll, I'll stick with my Raiders, mate. <laughs> but Warriors, mate, definitely, definitely got a soft spot in my heart. Eh? It's great to see a lot of those Pacific Island players coming up, eh, man, and, and making it. I think in the era of Lawatiti and them, like, they played a type of football that was just. That was what we called backyard footy, eh? you know. And that was something that we were, I was proud of. Eh? I, was, I was like, oh, I'll cheer them on in the grand final until Villa Santi decided to headbutt. <laughs> no. I think uh, Canberra have been to a few more grand finals than the Warriors, so you've got it on us uh, on that one. But what was your uh, what's a high point from your perspective for being a Canberra fan? That 2019. Grand final. I know we won the championship back in the nineties, but man, I was a young kid back then. Eh? I didn't quite, you know. I, I was just a, a bandwagon supporter, eh, man. And then, you know, we had our rough years in the twenties and that kind of stuff, eh, man. We had some great players, Josh Dugan, Blake Ferguson. They were fantastic for us, man. But yeah, they they just didn't like Canberra, so. They try to get their asses out of there, bro. So it was just good to see. You guys have lost a lot of players. Yeah, eh? man, we have, yes. man. And like, yeah, no, fair enough, man. Milford, Canberra. Oh, Milford, yeah. Man. Uh, who else was there? There was uh, Carney. Was he from Canberra? Carney yeah. was from Canberra. Yeah, Todd Carney was Canberra. Yeah, yeah but yeah. the dribbler. There's a few characters on that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, man. And we we had to let those guys go because you know they just. For, for the right reasons, you know, like, you know, mm. we could have kept them and that kind of stuff, but man, we decided mm. to let them go and that kind of stuff. And then they went to other teams and they flourished, man. And mm. dude, it was heartbreaking to see, hey, man, like, so seeing us make the 2019 grand final, man, I just enjoyed the ride. Eh? The ride mm. was was amazing to, to, to get there, eh? So that was, yeah, for me, that was my high point of, of the Raiders and that, like, yeah, we didn't get the the, the biscuits. The six again? <laughs> but shucks, man, it is what it is, eh? Bro? You know, you just got to enjoy the ride, eh? Talking about enjoying the ride, we love a Ricky Stewart. Shooter McGavin. Sticky Ricky, we call him. <laughs> Blow up, Shooter McGavin style. Absolute. Lose it now. You mentioned a couple as well, but all-time favorite. Can what stands out for you in terms of Ricky's biggest, biggest blow-ups? The one when he threw the chair, eh? When he was in the sideline, <laughs> I just love his expression, eh? On his face, eh? When he does it, eh? He's, he's full on redness. It's like a kid, all like his steam's coming through his ears, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's got to be up there with Bellamy, eh? You know, with the blow-up saying, man. Those two, those two definitely got to be up there, man. It's entertaining. Bellamy's just got that extra vein that pops out of his neck yeah, and forehead at the same sort of time. Just Bellamy's quite consistent, though, eh? <laughs> Throughout the whole game, eh? He's like, well, yeah, 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 yeah. It reminds me of that of uh, Kearney. Kearney when you kick the uh, bloody... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it the towel into someone's face? 
and the towel and, 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 the, and that meme of the video you guys see that video of the meme where some there's a voiceover of Kearney's voice and uh, Kearney's voice is really, like, really high pitch it's like <laughs> there's some good ones bro there's some it's good the, ones it's like, the funniest yeah. meme of ever seen no we love we love Ricky's uh, uh, post matches as well so he just must be great to have a, a coach that will definitely challenge the referees challenge the NRL. Yeah, as well. like so, he keeps um, exactly, man. He keeps him honest, you know, man. Like, I don't, I don't know how much he's getting paid, bro, because he got some fines. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely got some fines, bro. But yeah, <laughs> man, it's it's nice to. It's fine, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think as a player, eh, to hear him come out like that and and say things like that, like it has to be or feel good, eh. Just, just to see that your coach has got your back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look, if you were in Stacey Jones's shoes with the with the game this weekend, which Canberra players would you target to shut down? Oh. Uh, who are the key look, men in the team? I, I think the key to, to defeat the Raiders is to um, shut down their back three. Yeah. If you've got a good kicking game and you boot it downfield and your, your chase is onto it as well, you shut down their back three. Man, that's just gonna put more work on our on our forwards, and then our forwards are they're gonna get tired during the you know the end of the first and, and second half, and then mm. you know that's your opportunity to to, to pounce. See? Uh, so the faders term is real then. So yeah, kind of. I mean, we seem to be losing <laughs> games at the end of the <laughs> end of the eighty minutes, mate. You know, which is uh, which is not the best. Uh, but look, I, I think that's the that's the key to to beating us. See, we got a great forward pack, eh, man. And if our forward pack gets rolling, our backs in that wall. They'll fly, yeah. How many players do we need to stop carping at? That's a good point, bro. That's a good point. <laughs> and, he is going dude. gangbusters this year. He is a machine. Yeah, he's taken up. I'm not shame, man. Like with the way that he's been playing, he's a real leader now in the in the Raiders. Eh? Like you can really tell. Like, like he's had those um those stints at captain, and and you know you can really tell the way that he plays. Even when he played in that Kiwis game, me eh, against Tonga, he was that man, bro. You know, so yeah, yeah, it's nice to have that guy in our team, me eh? and mm, the alpha. Yeah, I think like looking towards the future, and that I don't know if Papali, uh, Papali'i will be with us. The next couple of seasons, so yeah, I'm hoping you know Tapani still stays with us and doesn't get picked up by any other teams. Eh? Yeah, well, there's, there was a I think there's a give a little page started on the Warriors Anonymous page. Everyone's going to chip in twenty bucks. See if we can um, thousand dollars now. See if we can uh, would have been more get, than my uh, declined. Get the bro in, but um, <laughs> but bro, all jokes aside, how do you see the game this week going? Yeah. Obviously, big clash for both teams. Well, yeah. big clash for us just to get back on track. As well, but you know, a must win really. Yeah, for definitely, man. I think it's a must win for us, eh, man. And I, I think the fact that we're playing at home is definitely going to give us a advantage, especially with that Viking clap, you know, <laughs> and the horn, and the horn, mate. You know, <laughs> the Inception horn. Yeah, bro. So hopefully, we're gonna be seeing some more try Julys from our boys eh, in Green. So yeah, I think we'll get up this weekend, eh. I think we'll get up against you boys this weekend. Okay, thanks for having <laughs> us. See ya, bye. Bye, see ya. Oh. Technical difficulties. Do you think it'll be a um, close scoreline, bro? Or? I want to say I want to say yes, but I'm going to say no way. Uh, I think our win against the, um, the Storm eh, is definitely going to get us up. Eh? And I think the way that we were, you know, throwing the ball around, you know, we, we were just, our execution wasn't, you know, the best. So I'm hoping, like, mm. against lesser opposition. <laughs> 
hey, hey, I'm hey. kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Okay, it sounds like your uh, mind's telling you now that your body is uh, saying something else. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping uh, our plays will will stick this time in. So yeah, man, I think I think we will get you guys, especially after losing to you guys in earlier on in the year. Ooh, yeah, man, they'll be stinging. Yeah, they will be stinging. Oh, like we definitely need a win there. We definitely need a win against you guys. I feel like, you know, you guys have been our bogey team the past two years. You, yeah. you guys pretty much ruined our season last year with Tuivasa Shik, mm. you know, slapping that ball out of wrapping his hand, you know. Oh. So that's still a... Oh, yeah. That was yeah. yeah. Game, right? that was a oh. game, it was. Oh, Roger. And it hurt. But hopefully, yeah, hopefully we do the damage this weekend against you boys, eh? Ah, sweet, bro. Well, um, bro, thanks for bringing a Canberra Raiders flavor to this <laughs> Warriors podcast. Uh, we uh, wish you, uh, well, I don't know, we wish you <laughs> nah, bro, uh, all, all the best for the weekend. And um, nah, thanks uh, thanks again for joining us. Nah, thank you, boys, man. Look, I just want to say, man, like it is it is really awesome to be on this podcast with you guys. And you know, listening to you guys, it's, um, it's really refreshing just hearing a bunch of boys, a bunch of brothers, you know, just chat, have events, you know, and, uh, you know, listening to you guys. Is- I thought you were going to say a bunch of nobodies talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro, you are somebody's now, bro. You are somebody's now, bro. It's been kind. And you guys interview Matt Butcher and, and Ali Lawatini, bro. Oh, bro, you are definitely somebody's now, man. So so thank you for having me on board, eh, just to, you know, oh, share my little uh, something, something. Yeah, man, I wish you guys all the best. I'll be, I'll be thinking of you uh, when the Warriors win, eh? And Alan Lane's down, who lives out in uh, Canberra. <laughs> and Chris Gibbons. i about that when you guys fade in the last 10 minutes. <laughs> Might have to jump on your oh, Facebook page, eh, and like... <laughs> oh, he's Drop a few comments on your game. Facebook page. We're in the top 12. Awesome, <laughs> okay? Remember that. <laughs> Cheerio, brothers. I'll be there. Yeah, cheers, hey, bro. Alright, Dolly Fanoa, what an awesome interview that was. Getting a bit of Canberra Faders info, which was um, yeah, very, uh, very insightful. And looking ahead to this weekend's game against the Raiders, it is in Canberra, Saturday at uh, New Zealand time, uh, 5 p.m. kickoff. Uh, so there'll be a 3 p.m. kickoff, uh, Australian Eastern. Let's have a little breakdown on what we, what we can expect for this game. Let's have a little look at the expense account. Cha ching 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 Right on time. Well, the work. The Warriors have won their have won five of the last eight games in Canberra after only Ooh. winning one of their first eleven matches played in the Australian wow. capital. So um, win. somebody do the math there. That's more than fifty percent. Pretty good. One. Uh, mm. <laughs> Hudson Young has scored a try in each of the last three games versus the Warriors, though. But uh, DWZ has crossed in three consecutive games versus the Raiders. All right. Is there also a stat about Hudson Young becoming the game's biggest grub? Ooh. He is. Is he? He's on the grubber meter, I think, these days. Him and Kevin yeah, Munster were <laughs> grubbing up to each other on the weekend. Grubbage. <laughs> Uh, Uh, Despite sitting high on the ladder, then at this this stage last year, the Warriors' points differential is 82 points poorer. Right. Oh. 
So that, that means we've oh, had some massive hidings. Well, we had a 70 pointer, didn't mm. we? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. Well, that's not good. Oh, yeah. That is your expense account. Ching, 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 Now, uh, the, uh, the team lists have been uh, released as of uh, this afternoon of the podcast. Bit of a change coming up. I'm going to claim this because last week we spoke about putting Chanel Harris-DeVita at fullback. And lo and behold, this week against the Raiders, we've got our guy, toughest man on the planet, Chanel Harris-DeVita, playing in the number one jersey. And that means that Reese Pretty Eyes uh, has actually been pushed to the bench. We theorized he might be good at six, but now they've thrown him to, to the bench. Dejan Asi comes in at 5'8". Well yeah, that's, that's probably the headline, I guess. Isaac, what do you make of that move? I think I love it. I'm a big advocate for RC as well, so to see him in the six is nice. I think he's been playing pretty well in the lower grades, so he deserves a chance. And we're, you know, we're the CHT fan club, basically. We weren't called Warriors Anonymous. Love seeing him at the back there. And I think just on defense and just a bit of smarts as well, CHT at the back was thumbs up for me. So I think it looks like a good team. Again, uh, the whole Josh Curran, Jazz Tavanga situation is something we can deal with later on, but I think overall the team looks pretty good. Yeah. Massive shout out to Stacey Jones for selecting a team based on form and holding players accountable for their performance. And I just didn't think that Reese is a great player and he will be a great player, but in the moment and the the game the weekend, he just didn't show the quality of a first grade NRL player, which he, if he did that sort of shit at the Broncos, he's going to be riding pine. So yeah, hopefully it just kind of shakes him up a little bit because he's a superstar, don't get me wrong. But um, you can't be a superstar playing on the bench. So um, I agree. And as Isaac said, Arcee's been playing the house mm-hmm. down for the Dolphins, yeah. the Dolphinators. I'm with you, bro. I like the fact that he's chosen a team to win now. It just says that we're, you know, we are, we've got a lot to play for. As in, we don't want to get that damn spoon. So I like that he's gone ahead and picked the team, yeah, based on yeah. on what they can offer and and on form as well. But let's do a quick hard or nah. We'll start with you, Moneta. Yeah. Hard. Can we? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Let him ask the question first. Oh, was I not? <laughs> you're, you're, you're too early. Um, uh, we'll, we'll throw the same question to you, Isaac. How do now? <laughs> are we going to get the win? Are we going to get the win in uh, in Canberra on Saturday? It'll be tough. I reckon the key is to control Tarpane because he's he seems to be the focal point for that team because he's just an absolute machine this year. But if they can limit his damage, got a good chance. Buddha, hard on our bro. Well, first of all, I thought you were going to ask the question next time someone turns into a comes to a meeting, just when it begins, are you going to go right on time? <laughs> <laughs> That's why Manita said hard. But for me, hard, we're going to beat the Raiders. We're going, to, we're going to, basically, we've got a little thing over them, you know? We've got just a little bit of a thing over them. We've beaten them in some big games recently, so hard. We've got a, a thing over them, and I think the song um, Right on Time by Black Box has, has definitely got a hold on us uh, as, as people as well, because what a great song. Check that on your Spotify playlist after you listen to this uh, this particular episode. Great, wondering great why on earth are you fellas talking about that song? But um, Clash of the Codes was a great show yes. back in the 90s. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, um, let's get on out of here. My name is Jared Cronin. On behalf of Moneta Sauce, Isaac Sauce, and Daniel Farakura, this has been Warriors Anonymous. On a historic day, 500 members have joined us on the journey. And I like to think we're just getting started. Go, Warriors! <laughs> Thanks, everybody. I'm going to leave this juice, juice studio. Bye.